This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Let's go now, you fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Are you not getting your questions answered? No, of course not. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I still definitely crave Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. I could eat myself sick on that, but I'd be happy. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on The Score. He's on Twitter at Jason Leisure. The Sun-Times Bears beat reporter joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And you should check him out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670, the score. So I'm told that the rest of your family is now out of town and, and you have the castle to yourself. I do. Dan, they left this morning and I was I was so interested to talk to you about this because my wife and three children are going to be out of town for three days. And like you have two kids, right? Dan has two kids. Yeah, yes. I know. I, yeah. Layla always is. And mine are know, both queen home. Of the castle. My, one is in college, so is rarely home. The other's going to college. So we'll, we'll be empty nesters next year. But right now, both home. My castle okay. is a shoebox. I don't even have a door for the bedroom. I live Wait. that life. So uh, you undersell your whole lavish lifestyle, Layla. Layla, you're like a famous sports personality and Peloton spokesperson. I think you're doing okay. <laughs> Everybody who has a Peloton has a code they can share. I just like to use mine. Can I say this? I will be very, very disappointed if you're wearing pants right now, young man. Sweatpants. All right, but that's that's good enough. Because didn't think the show was going there today. Because man, my I, my my there's rules a video too, element to the show, Dan. I know, but but the video doesn't necessarily. It just shows you just sort of from the from the the chest up. So I, have, there, haven't there been enough Zoom mistakes over the last two years where it's like, oh, no one can see or hear, you know, fill in the blank, and then it turns out they can, and you're on CNN the next day. Yeah, or off CNN is the case. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Right, oh, yes. right. There you go. Right. <laughs> Family show. But like, Dan, Dan, I've heard you like the way that you've talked about your wife and your kids. Like you sound like you truly enjoy them. Sometimes. And I'm the, I'm the same way. Sometimes. Like, okay, well, I really do enjoy my family. I enjoy my children. Like they're fun to hang out with. My wife and I, like we have a good marriage and all that, but we also really like enjoy hanging out together. Uh, we're good friends. So like I miss that part of it, but also like I have total freedom now all the work all the responsibility like you're asking me if i'm wearing pants today and like i generally have to you know have reasonable clothes on around the house because i got young kids not anymore not the next 12 days you know what i did this 12, days. 12 days what yeah well and that's gonna be kind of like you know if you remember home alone like he's so happy about it the first day and then like three days in he's you know sad and praying that his family will come home and uh, you know, booby trapping the house in case burglars come. You know, that'll be me by Monday. Well, but for now, or or it could be Tom Cruise in Risky Business, where you're dancing around in your underwear and you you pour the shivis and coke. You know, all, all bets are off. Like like my my rule is now like, and I pr- pretty much can do this anyway, even when they are home. But mm-hmm. I I'm not going to use more than one coffee cup over those twelve days, and I'm not going to wash the damn thing. <laughs> what? I, and I'm going to twelve I'm, days. 
please? Hell yeah. And I, I'm not going to, there's no reason to run dishes. I'm going to use the same dish. I got one plate and I'll name it plate and I will have plate and I will have fork and knife. It's like prison. It's you need I, to wash it. No, you don't. It's ideal. Especially you're, the plate. Well, plate you might want to rinse depending on what you've eaten, but that's it. It's like you're camping. When you camp, you've got a fork and a knife and a plate and, you know, you drink out of the same thing, your canteen. It's it's almost like camping. No, I've you're... been living the single life for a long time, guys. You still have to wash your coffee cups. Well, you such. don't. What are you doing? Why bother? I drink, Who cares? I drink my coffee I black. I drink it black. I think I can just rinse it out. I'm within. But then you put a little soap you in don't it. You don't even have the ring around the... the coffee cup gone. But the next morning's coffee is the rinse out. Oh, man. Who cares if there's all dried coffee man, in the bottom? You guys are already far, off, like, that, wheels off, and you just started being by yourself. We got to check yeah. in with you 12 days from now. I need to see how you're looking. Like, we got to do a health check. <laughs> Long beard. That's all very valid. Yeah, they left, like, two yeah. hours ago, and I've already rearranged so many things. Well, in fact, you brought up <laughs> you brought up the coffee, Dan. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the first things I did was I moved the coffee maker into the bedroom. Yes. I just like cleared off my wife's night. Yes. And now that's where the coffee maker is for the next 12 days. You've turned like just turned her side of the bed into a gym or something. You just put a bunch of weights there. That's, <laughs> that, that's the other great thing. And I don't know if you have a king size bed or not, but man, having that all the pillows, you could make like a little fort and you could have, you know, you could have one under this arm and one under that arm. And you're not fighting over any covers I mean, it's nice when when the you know your significant other comes back, but right. but it's still you when you could do like a full five star in a, in a king size bed all to yourself. Ooh, that's living. It's it's a. I mean, the sleep is going to be incredible, and I love sleeping with my wife in the bed. Let me be clear about that. But I've got the bed to myself. There's no kids waking me up, and the dog goes into like well behaved mode whenever my wife leaves. The dog just lays around sad. Which is going to make everybody sad, but he's quiet, so I could, you know, that's all right. Wait, so you still the dog is still there? It's just me and the dog. It's just me and Griffin oh, for the next that means, twelve days. But that means you have to do all the walks. Okay, so he's got some. Do you have a dog run? Do you have like a, a dog flap and a dog run? I no, I already have to do all the walks anyway. I, I'm already that somehow is my job for the d- dog that the entire family what? insisted on getting. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that should have been understood from the beginning. Yeah, we'll get it, and I'm going to pay cash out of my ass for however long this dog is alive for everything it needs but you're gonna walk it see what you just said i think should be the deal and i'm not a dog person um but i'm happy to have the dog and i like the dog and the dog's name is griffy like so i named the dog obviously Mm -hmm. uh but everyone else was were the ones that wanted a dog and i was just kind of like okay with a dog like you Mm -hmm. said i'll i'll sign the checks for the dog that's fine and I, I'm just amazed by the fact that I'm the only one who is ever available to walk the dog, especially in the dead of winter. And I'm also like the, our dog is kind of a sloppy drinker. Uh, mm. Like, so there's there's dog water all over the floor all the time. And we have wood floors. I, I amazingly, I, Layla, I'm the only one with the superpower to be able to see when there's dog water all over the floor and clean it up. No one else knows it's there. Apparently it's invisible. Well, they to, know. To mo- most humans are unable to detect it, it turns out, except me. Oh, I, I, I think we were all joking. But the good news is you could place a mat or a towel under the dog's bowl this week, and maybe that will help you be more of a bachelor. You would need a tarp. This is a very sloppy dog. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all of this is better than probably previewing the game Sunday, especially with Justin Fields out. What makes you happy about this game on Sunday? Nothing. Let's talk about something else.
Okay, that's fair. No, I actually, here's something that I <laughs> could talk about about pick. this game. There yes. is something that we could talk about about this game, and it's the fact that Nathan Peterman is the backup quarterback, and that can't ever be the case again after Sunday. You need a way better plan. Like Justin Fields, if he's going to be their franchise quarterback, he's going to miss games sometimes. He missed some games last year. I don't do this whole live in fear, uh, running quarterback can never stay healthy. That's not been true. But Lamar Jackson has missed games here and there. It happens. And when it does happen, they have Tyler Huntley, who is not amazing, but he's young, so you can develop him, and he plays the same style. And when he's out, Layla, their practice squad quarterback is this guy, Anthony Brown from Oregon, who is also the same style of quarterback, also really young, someone you're developing. I mean, imagine if the Bears had somebody like that, then you'd be happy about this game because then you'd say, okay, Fields is out, but they have this guy I kind of want to see. They have this guy I'm excited to get a look at. No, nothing can make me happy about this game. You would be interested to see what the guy had, Dan. You'd be interested in a way that you have no interest in Nathan Peterman. As long as they lose, I I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be that. I'd be conflicted because if it were a guy I'd want to see, I would be rooting for him to succeed and then potentially ruining everything. So he'd still lose. He'd still probably lose. Justin Fields would probably still lose this game. It's him and nobody else against the Vikings. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that it's this absolute. I understand what you're saying, uh, I and, 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 and I understand the value of having a, a, a similar skill set in a backup quarterback if you commit to that, but I am really pleased that this one is making it very, very easy for us to know what this game really is and isn't. I am too, and I, my one concern uh, about the way they were going to handle this was that they were just going to drag it out all week and so oh, it's a game-time decision or whatever and not be clear and upfront about it for everybody – or do something just really kind of half in, half out of playing Justin Fields for a half. I, I'm glad that they avoided all of that. But next year, when Justin Fields inevitably misses two games with something, those games, ideally for the Bears, are going to matter. And you're not going to want to be throwing Nathan Peterman or I can never if it's Tim or Tom Boyle. Tim, Tom Boyle, you're not going to want either one of those guys to be trying to carry you in games that you actually need. I am flashing back to the last Vikings game where Kirk Cousins had a career start to a game with consecutive completions. Combining that with the fear I had of how many yards Justin Jefferson was going to get the year before when the Bears had a COVID outbreak that was pretty bad and the whole secondary was gone. And knowing that the secondary is incredibly injured on Sunday – And that leads me to believe there's going to be a lot of yards for the Vikings to begin this game. Layla, I don't even know who the cornerbacks are going to be. Yeah. Because we were already down to backup backups with Jalen Jones and Josh Blackwell. And now Josh Blackwell's out. I assume Jalen Jones probably be out too. Like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's going to play corner besides Kyler Gordon. I think the fear, you remember we all had that fear about how many yards he was going to get last year in that game with the COVID situation? Mm -hmm. That might be actually this game. It could be, yeah. I don't care as much, but it could be. It it won't matter. And the only thing that would stop him from, you know, setting some kind of NFL record and going for 300 yards or whatever would be that if they have the game well in hand by halftime, they would be prudent to pull their guys. All of this is getting me super high for Sunday. 
<laughs> I just love the support I'm getting about the one coffee cup that you don't need to wash idea. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I, I came very close. You guys are crazy. Uh, no, I'm not. I came very close to making this through when my kids were younger, and I was and I I should do this now because I'm tired of the dishes, the pile of dishes in the sink just becoming a mountain. I was getting ready to go to prison rules or camping rules, getting ready to assign each kid their one plate, their one <laughs> fork, knife, and spoon, and their one mug that could be used for hot drinks and cold drinks. And that was it. And that's all you get. Like boarding school or finishing school or whatever you want to call it, you take care of your place setting and you're responsible for it. And you don't get to pull another one out or use a paper this or use it and, and just wash it and be done with it and be responsible for it. And that was going to be it. You got a cup and it's called cup. You got a plate and it's called plate. You want, <laughs> you want to give it a name? You can give it a name. And that's that. And I never followed through and now I'm mad that I didn't because they're still slobs. I think it's too late. Oh, you missed your window, buddy. I did. Yeah. Oh, completely. Your kids are practically adults. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to be calling you to come over to their condo or something. And more than know, what? More than what do I do with this? They're, they're both over eighteen. So yes, they're they're they are both adults, and I've raised a couple of absolute slobs. But that's we we have five people living in this house, Dan. The, the dishes are exactly what you'd imagine. It's just a mountain of dishes every day in that sink. The laundry, like that's one of the things I'm responsible for in the house is laundry. I don't really do the dishes, but I do the laundry. I have to do laundry every day. No, how, that was that worked. Everyone responsible for their own laundry. That's it. Don't tell me you're out underpants. That's nah, it. my kids are a little too young for that at this point. I'm not letting my nine year old run the washer. But this, but this next twelve days, it's going to be like one run of dishwasher and one run of laundry. That's it, and I'll be fine. And and I'll be honest, when it's just me, I don't even bother separating. That's just—it's all cold water. It's all—I I, don't—that's it, it, that's it. Just separate the lights and darks. Hell no. Go into savage mode. Hell, no. all, all my clothes are twenty years old anyway. It's not like the colors are going to run. It just there's soap and there's water and the clothes are clean and then they're dry and then and then I don't fold them. And if it's, if if people are gone for long enough, I do it like I did in college, where the, whatever's in the laundry basket is clean until the laundry basket is empty. And then I, do mm, I can't. I can't go that far. I can't go that slovenly. Really thankful some of you guys are married. You don't think I am, Dan? Well, <laughs> I'm looking at you, I'm, Jason. I'm always happy that you have a lovely family. But you Thank knew you, what Layla. I was getting at. <laughs> oh, Layla. Hey, I have one thing you can be excited about about the game on Sunday. We're gonna keep an eye on how many targets Chase Claypool gets because we're obsessed with it. You and me. I have a feeling that'll just make you sad in the end if he plays. But uh, I mean, I, we're, I just I don't I'm think he's getting the think... ball 15 times. You know, he could get the ball 15 times from Nathan Peterman and still end up with like 45 yards. Yes. Yes. That is also a great possibility. But I know Nathan, you and I were keeping an eye on it. That's why I brought it up. What's I've, your thing? Uh, I've been keeping an eye on that for the entire time he's been here and nothing has happened. It's like it's not it, it's not worth watching anymore. It's like trying to watch a plant grow where it's like, I'll just check back on this next year. It is a point of frustration for me. And I do think that games are more valuable to build that than off seasons. But what do we know? Nathan Peterman, by the way, you know, you, we were joking about maybe chase Claypool goes for like 15 catches for 45 yards on Sunday. He, Nathan Peterman has one of the most bizarre stat lines I've ever seen in a game. And he had it against the bears in 2018 when he was playing for the bills. And he went 31 for 49 for 188 yards. And I thought, I didn't see that game, but I thought, how is that possible that someone could throw 50 times almost? For like two and yards. Did he have five each? picks? He had three. Oh, three. Okay. There was but a I game where he had five. 
I, I had to look this up before I came on here. There has only been one other quarterback ever who has completed at least 30 passes and still been under 190 yards. And it was Kyler Murray in his third career start. What? That is the last time that Nathan Peterman and Kyler Murray will be said together in the same sentence for uh, any decent reason. Kyler Murray got over it in a way that Nathan Peterman did not. But Dan, the other good thing about Sunday is there's a new Jalen alert. Oh no. Jalen Holmes. Another Jalen. And I don't know. Defensive end Jalen Holmes. So was he elevated for the practice squad? Does that make 27 Jalen's in the NFL now? He was, he was not, he is, he is fully in the NFL. He was not elevated from the practice squad. He was signed from the signed from the practice squad. So he is legit active roster and he is J-A-L-Y-N, which makes him only the second J-A-L-Y-N in NFL history to uh, Jalen Armour Davis, who is a rookie with the Ravens. Okay, I, th- I think our count of NFL Jalen's was at 27. Where were you, you s- guys when Heather was a popular name? It, that was That's my era. Same concept. Heather, Stephanie, Jennifer. And then my class was, uh, was and people my age... Every girl was either Stephanie, Jennifer, or some variation of Lissa, Alyssa, Melissa. Yep. That's pretty much my entire cohort. I remember it being all Megan's and Ashley's. And then there was like 12 different ways to spell Ashley. Mackenzie and Madison have taken over. I feel like that's that's become a big prevalent name these days. That's that started that's I want to say no, that's like uh that's like the mid twenties types. I want to say okay. that started in like the uh, the early '90s, mid '90s. So now they're all grows up. So do you? But have, this is common. Do, do you have any other actual material reason to watch the Bears Sunday? Oh yeah, um, direct deposit every other Friday. I mean, other than the fact that it's your job. Oh. Like if somebody just saying, "Hey, Jason Leisure, Bears expert, beat reporter," for what am I tuning in? To make sure that they lose, because that's. That's absolutely what they should do. And I I don't think that should be a big problem. I don't think that should be any kind of controversy. I don't think that should be anything. I mean, I know Matt Eberflus can't go all the way and just come out and say that, but they are saying that by benching fields. And how they address that internally, I don't think it has to be this big, uh, you know, contradiction or anything. We, they can just say, hey, look, we want the number one pick in the draft. We're one game away from getting it as long as Houston beats the Colts. I mean, that's in the best interest of everybody. Ready, break, set hut. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, Please rinse out, out your plates. Everyone that's out there can still gain something. I mean, all these guys, the Bears are loaded with guys that are not necessarily guaranteed to be in the NFL next year. So if they get a game worth of, you know, putting something on tape, there's motivation for those guys, even if from an organizational standpoint, they're saying, yeah, we're, we're sitting people. And it's not just Justin Fields. Jalen Johnson could have been playing the last couple of weeks, I think, if the games mattered. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Enjoy your time. Freedom. Yep. I want all I want all the cushions off the couches and arranged into a special tunnel through which you could walk just to entertain yourself. That that's my next task after I finish this call. There you go. That's Jason Leisure of the Chicago Sun Times, who covers the Bears. A little story. We really got to check on him uh, in twelve days. Before then. There has to be a wellness check with every three, I think. All right, Jason's got it together, but I just want to know what's happening. They delayed the announcement of the Hall of Fame finalists because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday night. And by the way, really, really good news. He apparently is awake 
And the first thing he communicated was he asked who won the game. And doctors are saying not only are the lights on, but he is home. So it just the, the news could not be better coming out of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center right now. Did you see the exact quote from Adam Schefter that's going to make you tear up? Because, again, it's like a movie. So Schefter tweeted, doctors said after DeMar Hamlin awakened last night, he asked in writing who won the game. And doctors told him, you won. Because you won the game of life. Aw. And, the, and they didn't finish the game. That's, ah, uh, man. That's great. That's it. It's awesome. Devin Hester, a Hall of Fame finalist. Again, let's discuss next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Vinatieri on the approach, flat falls, popping here in Miami. It sails to the far side around the 8-yard line to Hester. Under it, and to the middle with the 15, to the 20, breaks free of the 25, to the 30, to the outside, 40, midfield, 40, 30 of the coach, 20, 15, Hester 5. Touchdown Bears! No way! One of the best moments in Chicago sports history. Because when that happened... We didn't know what else would happen. Man, I was wondering how you were going to get in and out of that. It was. It was was one of the best moments in Chicago sports history in and of itself at that time. It ended up being a footnote. Oh, I thought you meant like years later. But you're just talking about the game. I'm talking about at at that moment, the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl in in the Hester year. Not yesteryear, but he kicks to him and he gets it. And we're like, no way. No way. Oh, my God. And then that realization and that, that call by Joniak and Thayer at the time. But the it, that absolutely without question, Bears running back opening kickoff of Super Bowl for touchdown. Come on. Yes. What are the best moments in Chicago sports history? As a casual observer, it was just one of those things that, like, knocked your socks off. You're like, oh, it's going to be like this. It is, and and it was with him because he was remarkable, and he changed the way that kicks and punts are covered by teams. He could the whole idea of the importance of understanding situation and personnel and directional kicking, and there were a lot of good kick returners. There've been all every generation has had its its Mel Gray or Billy White Shoes Johnson or anybody else that you want to name who had had a run of a Rick Upchurch of these guys that were dangerous doing that, but nothing like him. Now, my my generation's guy is Devin Hester. <laughs> and Devin Hester, he, he talked about the Hall of Fame and what it would mean to him and the importance of it. This was September of 2021. This is with Lawrence Holmes on House of L, why he believes he's a Hall of Famer. People don't realize the Hall of Fame is really, it's really, really not based on position. If you're, if you're a football junkie and you understand football, you have played football before, you really don't, you really can't base the player on whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame from what position he played, right? So when you look at Hall of Fame, all these players have the same thing in common. The best to ever do it. Explosive. Very exciting. Always making big plays, right? So when you look at the Hall of Fame, they all have stuff in common. So when when it comes to me, of course, yes, I was a kickoff and punt return. But at the end of the day, what player that stands out other than the player that's always making the big plays, right? Always making the touchdowns, always making the big hits, always making, always getting interceptions. 
those are the players that's always, when you look at the Hall of Fame, they all have the same thing in common. In my defense, I believe I should be in the Hall of Fame just on what I brought to this game. What I did in the National Football League has never been done before. All these all these Hall of Fame that made it had done something that's never been done before, whether the most receiving yards, the most rushing touchdowns, the most sacks, the most tackles. Now, in my situation, the most kickoff appointment returns that's ever been done in the NFL. Not in one year, not in two years. You know what I mean? When you look at my stats and my position, it's among everybody. Like, it's not even close. So I think this league, the NFL, the Hall of Fame, has been waiting for a guy in this position that plays the return game that really, really, really solidified kickoff and punt return. Now you have guys, after my first year getting drafted, guys willing to take their first four or five picks in the draft if they can find a guy like me. So when you say a game changer, I'm pretty sure my name started ringing bells. And that's why I feel like I should have been in the Hall of Fame. Couldn't have said it better. Devin Hester, in his own words, if there are kickers in the Hall of Fame, there are specialists in the Hall of Fame, there is a punter in the Hall of Fame who passed away recently in, in Ray Guy. I do think there's a very convincing argument to be made. Then if somebody's going to say, will the best holder ever, will the best long snapper ever, will Patrick Manley have the, the, the gold jacket? Probably not, because I think, I don't really think it's a slippery slope for specialists. I think this is one that can stand on its own and not necessarily say, yeah, but well, actually, if you let Devin Hester in, now you got to let all these guys in. No, not the absolute very best to do this particular thing. And it's in punt return and kickoff return. Put points on the board, changed outcome of the game, changed the rules of the game, did it consistently. And flipped the field even when he didn't score. It's like looking at Nolan Ryan one hitters. Think about that, too. When you start looking, didn't Nolan Ryan have like 12 one-hitters or something And like nobody that? cares because of all his overwhelming right. other numbers. But if you look at the number of times Devin Hester completely altered a game by flipping field position or forced a team to punt the ball out of bounds and screwed it up and shanked it just because they were afraid of how he was going to change the game. There's, there's a lot of that in there, too. But just the excitement, too. When you talk about instant highlights in football, it's not just the explosive offensive plays. It's To me, that is such a, a piece of it. And just what he brought, once again, to those who weren't necessarily Bears fans growing up, just knowing knowing that the rule in the NFL at the time was you don't kick to Devin Hester. And then you hear why Tony Dungy yesterday was moved to even try it. And and he was moved by the power of the Lord to try it. That's the, it. The Lord it led took, him astray. It took it took his faith in God to believe that his team could stop him. All right, right. Stop listening to God because he's going to make you give up touchdowns. That's the takeaway. God is a bad special teams coach. God told me to kick to Devin Hester. I'm taking you God as my ridiculous. special. Nope, I'm still taking God as my special no, teams he's bad coach. At it. And if Devin Hester is is. I don't think he's against him necessarily. (laughs) Devin Hester defied God. That's what's keeping him out. Thanks, Dan. You just gave people an argument. That's the punishment, apparently, perhaps. In in this horrible hypothetical. (laughs)
Well, I mean, look, I'm taking Tony tells you what he said. I got a church. He's like, damn it. I've I've seen the light. I've I have now come around to the idea that I'm gonna kick the Devin Hester. But not even oh, divine wait, intervention could stop Devin Hester. Like this shouldn't even be a discussion. We had a basketball team do something last night that I've never seen happen on on that kind of scale. There's there's been some corollaries <laughs> as far as individuals, but nothing like nothing like the uh, uh, last night where before tip off before tip off a team was losing one nothing in a basketball game here we just talked about this amazing greatness oh, this, and then this, we're gonna go to this from from amazing grace to amazing silliness next on the score Bernstein at Holmes middays 10 to 2 on sports radio 670 the score in Odyssey station I said it, and here comes the, uh, the the bagpipe version, which is um, it never fails to get me. You're not going to get me here, Rankin. Wait, what happens to you? Uh, you usually, the, I, I for whatever reason, like that whole like you know fire department backdraft funeral thing. There's just something about the musical, the the bagpipe drone of this song that is. That oh is, man, the scene in Tommy Boy has an emotional pull to <laughs> oh, it. Oh man, that's what I'm thinking. Also, the Shannon Rovers are pretty great. We'll just mention that right now. They can play a mean bagpipe or two. So something weird happened in the Texas A&M-Florida game. You could have stopped at Texas A&M. Well, it was one nothing before tip-off. What? Because there was a technical foul assessed because A&M forgot their jerseys. The Aggies... Make their SEC debut of the season, and Florida tries to snap a two-game losing streak, uh, but there's a fly in the old man. Todd Golden told moments ago that the game will not start on time because Texas A&M's uniforms were left at the team hotel. So, rush hour traffic being what it is in Gainesville, somebody's got to scoop back there, pick up the jerseys and shorts, and come back to Exact Tech. And until then, Todd Golden and his Gators will get some more shots up. So, it'll be Will Richard to shoot the free throw. To start the game, 91% from the free throw line. And he'll get Florida a 1-0 lead. And I will jump center. How wild would this be if it's a one-point game in two hours from now? We should point out to fans exactly how it can happen that a team doesn't discover that they've forgotten their jerseys until... Five, ten minutes before tip, yeah, right? Uh, 95% of teams in college basketball warm up in a shooting shirt and kind of an undershirt underneath it. They don't go back in and put their jersey on until they clear the floor for the last time for the national anthem. That's where they discover that, Coach, we don't have anything to put on. And I've never seen it before. We'll probably never see it again. <laughs> so where I come from, A&M, you know, stands for agricultural and mechanical Mm-hmm. So we always have the Aggie jokes, like how many Aggies does it take to screw in a light bulb or something? And how it's many? like five, one, four to watch the guy screwing in the light. There's always something, right? Like there's always some stupid joke. And like the punchline isn't that great, but this doesn't really help. <laughs> We've heard individual stories like the time where Michael Jordan's jersey got stolen out of his luggage and he had to wear the replica jersey at the Orlando game. And he wore number 12, I think. It was like a toy jersey he had to wear. That happened. And there was the fam- 
This time where my guy, Allah Abdel Nabi, was checking into a game for the Portland Trailblazers. And it was Mike Schuler, I think, was coaching. And he sends, sends Allah, get in there. And he goes down to the scorer's table and put him in. And he, he's got his tearaway sweatpants on and he starts pulling him away. And he looks down and he realizes and the look on his face is just priceless. He's like, I don't have any shorts on. <laughs> he just. He just, he just forgot like you, that. He would have been, if you were ranking at the time all NBA players who've been ranked, ranked by likelihood for forgetting to wear shorts into a game, he would have been number one. And, and, and just look at it, like, I don't have any shorts on. So it, it, and the look on the coach's face, like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? What are you doing, Wegner? Well, guess what, Dan? Compliments of the guest booking league. Allah's going to join us tomorrow? Because appropriately, he's the analyst for the Sixers. That'll be tomorrow at 1225. My guy, Allah Abdelnabi. What an absolute character that dude is. Because it was... You, you know, and, and boy, he, Mike Krzyzewski used to treat him like garbage, too. Why? Oh, just used to yell all sorts of ethnic slurs at him. and It opened practices, too, in front of people. Ethnic slurs? Yeah. Allah... You can't set a moving screen. I want you to freeze like a, an Egyptian mummy. Oh, okay. Man, I don't even know what to say to that. Well, you got to ask him about it tomorrow. Well, I mean, I always, I always tell the story. I was sitting there when he said it. Yeah, well, and, so and, if and you two talk about it, then we yeah, can hear the conversation. Everyone was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that Mike Shashevsky, he's sure tough on his players. <laughs> And, you know, he'd, he'd find something in your because I think you know Bobby Knight probably all that stuff. You know. Oh, that's cool! I'm excited to talk. Uh, to you. We also have a a segment suggestion from our honorary associate producer Russ Schneider. Yes, what's the segment suggestion? And first of all, Russ, if you stop thinking like a producer, I'll stop calling you one. But as long as you keep thinking of it like a producer, I'm gonna call you one. What's his thought? He said. We should do Tales of Laziness Friday Funk. I'm in. I'm down. With the Jason Leisure stuff and the whole idea of like not separating the lights and darks when you do laundry or living out of your laundry basket, only having one coffee cup that you never have to wash because the next day's coffee re-sterilizes everything. I'm in. And if, there, if somebody said there's going to be mold on it, well, mold is penicillin and penicillin cures diseases. Not all mold is penicillin, but all ruins the taste mold. of the coffee. My coffee's crap anyway. Who cares? It's just a drug delivery system. Lots of things are. I just my stomach crawled on the air. I'm drinking some good coffee I made at home right now, and you know what I'm going to do after I drink it? What? I'm going to wash this dish right out of my hair. Uh, okay, enjoy. That's 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 completely useless. It's not. It serves no purpose. First of all, the next what if I want to put something it. different well, that, in there? That's fine. Like you don't want to put. Milk in a cup that had orange juice in it. Man, I the, the battle. I'm going to have to apologize 25 times for tomorrow's show. So we'll do that. What's, what's up with dishes, man? <laughs> They're crazy. What's, Somebody's got to stop these dishes. What time tomorrow? What do you want to do? One o'clock? Well, we've got all at 12.15. 12.25. Which <laughs> just immediately after. 12. That's fine. No, 12.25 is not enough time with Allah. Yeah, it is, because we do that, and then, then up, then we tease the, the thing, and we do the thing. No, you're, cares you're about implying the like a five-minute, we got a five-minute break, because people buy ads on our station. That, that, okay. So that's only five minutes with him. You can't work, no. We have Fishman at one. 
We'll work through oh, it. Oh, okay. We'll figure it out. Fish Banabet has some tails. Yeah, we can he mo- can't be that squeaky clean all the time. Transition comes your way next with, <laughs> I, I saw David Haw is back. So it's going to be David Haw. And Hogue. And Hogue. Hoger. Haw and Hogue. Hogue and Haw. That's a lot of H's and vowel sounds. Keep making noises over there. Hey, man, it worked for Terry for 100 years. Hey, remember that time <laughs> we had the sun and then it went away again? Yeah, that, that was fun. Guys, we've only had sunshine three days out of like the last 30. All right, transition. Next.